You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. Tons to get through. We've got another round of the UFC complete. Uh, we've also got Wayne Pivak's squad for the Awesome Internationals to have a look at. And uh, I think we're going to dedicate the whole of the second half to that. So make sure um, make sure you keep listening for that. Don't, sk- don't skip ahead. Don't skip ahead just to that bit. Because we've got, we got, Murph's got some brilliant chat for us on the UFC and so is Dan. So, um, so yeah, you, you won't, you won't want to miss that. Uh, which seems the ideal opportunity to introduce the boys how you doing Mev? good thanks yeah yourself yeah i know you're not mate because you were you were guzzling a double espresso <laughs> which isn't um which isn't standard for half seven on a sunday night for you how's the how's the hangover just, bearing up it's not so much a hangover it's just a little pick me up really i uh uh i'm at that stage of life where uh any amount of beer can completely bugger your sleep and um so i i i just like fancying a nap right now so i thought this would be an opportune moment to uh get some caffeine down me blast through this and come out smelling the roses the other end exactly and it's an ideal segue <laughs> it's like a perfect little pop pass for me to say a big thanks to our sponsors at so coffee trades eh if, <laughs> if like murph you're struggling with a stinking hangover or you just uh, or, or you like dan kill it up at four o'clock in the morning ready to sell million pound houses then, uh, then get yourself uh, get yourself over to socoffeetrades.co.uk to get some top quality coffee. Uh, how are you, Dan? Yeah, very good. I had my coffee um, at about six six this morning, um, which was nice. And uh, yeah, could we... <laughs> I wasn't coming in. I wasn't coming in at six, which yeah. um, has been known. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Good weekend. Working Saturday, always a bit short, but uh, 
nice to see some good rugby, Jed. Well, where do you want to, where do you want to start then? We can either do this in chronological order, or we can uh, or we can mix it up a bit. Um, let's, let's stick with chronological, shall we? Start on Friday night. Dragons losing at home to. Right, let's make sure we get this right. Now, this this made me laugh on Friday <laughs> yeah. night, Murph, and you may uh, you may have heard it, but it seems that we're not the only ones who can't get the names yeah. of the teams right because <laughs> the uh, the head coach uh, insisted that that um, they were playing the Ospreys instead of the Ospreys, Dragons. Yeah, he, kept, he mentioned them a couple of times as well, didn't he? It wasn't a one off. It was quite it was quite funny that uh, yeah, Storr was head coach saying that uh, that yeah, you know, tough fixture to come to the Ospreys. Yeah, yeah well then. <laughs> It might be further on down the line. Um, but yeah, obviously a disappointing result uh, for the Dragons losing to the Stormers. Uh, Dan, you were pretty um, pretty glowing with uh, with your assessment of the Dragons the week before. Uh, what went wrong? Yeah, well, it was... Uh, <laughs> they, they, the Dragons lost it in the... In the sort of final final twenty, really didn't they? I thought the Dragons were outstanding. Really great performance from them. It was a it was a firstly it was a top game. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, Dragons against the uh, against the Stormers. Atmosphere seemed really good down at Rodney Parade. It was so physical. Like mm. the first fifteen minutes, I was you almost fearing for some of the safety of the players out there. It was brutal, wasn't it? Big massive hits from both sides. Um, and just a, like a really high intensity, if, if if I think back to some of the games last year, it was it's a massive step up. Then they brought that that real edge, haven't they? And and the Dragons met them, and I thought the Dragons brought like a really clever game plan. They, you know, Sam, Sam Davis played played well. I thought Ben Carter was into you know into everything. Moriarty was just almost no regard for his body, and that was probably typified. When did you see them putting his? Fiddling around with his nose, mm. oh, um, and Tame Basham, what a performance from him! I love the way he takes the ball at pace and literally, he's. I think we've been crying out for for someone in the back with a really, you know, go in with everything they've, you know, they've got, and those boys can tackle, but they 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 struggle to stop him. He would he go into them, they they would almost be like a split second where there'd be no movement, and then he'd propel himself forward again. Great over the ball. Um, gets an offload out, gets his hands free. I thought he was superb. And um, it was just a real shame on the result at the end. I think that the, the Stormers probably did deserve the win, but I think a losing bonus point would have been would have been about right. But a top game of rugby for me. Well, yeah, we'll definitely come back to the Tame Basham and, and Ross Moriarty stuff when we look at the Wales squad as well, because I think, again, it'll be interesting to see how that form translates into the autumn uh, I would say it was more the second half I think actually I thought the first half they were excellent second half I don't know whether it was just didn't play enough in the in the right areas didn't seem to create a great deal and um, I don't know it didn't it didn't feel like they were they were going to win the game for me in that in that second half I thought the second half performance was I don't know whether the first half might have just taken too much out of them but it was uh, yeah it was a I thought it was a disappointing second half performance, especially when the first was so good. What did you make of that old game, Murph? Yeah, I agree. First half was great. I mean, friends of mine, I, I wasn't watching it live, but friends of mine were texting me saying that dra- Dragons are having a right old go, yeah. And mm. um, regularly you were seeing 
the whole back row having, having a charge from deep, like the off, I'll say off a line out or a set piece or whatever. First of all, you'd see Wayne Wright, then you'd see Moriarty off the next yeah. phase, then the mm. beating, and it was uh, actually thrilling to watch. But um, they couldn't sustain it. And I, 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 and even though you know uh, the opposition got, on, I, I'm saying opposition in case I get the name wrong. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> even though the opposition got on top second half, I still think the score. Uh, was unfair to the Dragons because they were pushing for a try late on. Yeah. Got that breakaway, which is probably a little bit symptomatic of the way they were sloppy in the second half with just controlling possession, controlling the ball, you know, just, well, keeping the bloody ball, you know. Um, and so that made it look like a shade comfortable win, but it wasn't comfortable for uh, the away team. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I felt sorry for them. I, I, I thought they... There was actually more promise in that defeat, I think, the performance in that defeat there than there was the last week in victory myself. So, do you? That's, that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah. The first half, first half was absolutely thrilling, I thought. It was close yeah. It was close to test batch intensity, I think, actually. I liked, like Dan was saying, some of the hits, it was, it was absolutely massive. And, uh, yeah, I think, again, particularly the back row, whether in defence or attack, uh, there, there was just a real huge amount of intensity for it and that that's massively encouraging i mm. think that the bit that concerns me is that the only points we scored were when they were down to 14 men and like i say i didn't really feel like oh there, there were a couple of opportunities in the second half but it was not um yeah that's that's the bit that that kind of concerns me a little bit but i don't know for, yeah for me all, all the all the things are encouraging but no wins from three at home um, they should they should have had a win in either against the Ospreys or Leinster or this one. You know, I think I think that's that's they'll definitely be disappointed with that. But I mean, yeah, in terms of the actual performances, it's it has been it's been a good start to the season, but it's disappointing that there's only that one victory um, to show for it. Dragons pack looks looks is is totally different, isn't it? Just yeah. the way in which they can the way in which they can front up now because I think. It, it, it was disappointed the way the Dragons lost, but it, but equally, I think they can be hugely proud of that performance because they are they're such a physical side, aren't they? And you think, you know, a season ago, that if they, if if they if 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 they played against that uh, that Stormer side a year ago, I think the physicality that that, that team brought it would have it would have probably been you know double that scoreline really just just from them being direct, like super super direct. Um, so yeah, lot to lot lot to take lot to take from it, but a lot to work on as well, isn't there? Really? It might be a couple of problems coming down the road with um, Will Rowland's being unavailable because he, he, he not just at the Dragons, impact, but uh, yeah, well, not just here and now, but the Wasps used to start and finish every game, mm. um, and so when he's away on Welsh duty, and also if he's just got to, they've got to have to. Re- I mean, he's played. It seems like to me, I might be wrong. He's played every minute so far. Um, Nearly every minute, anyway. So um, he's going to have to be rested, and then it, it, it just doesn't. The whole pack doesn't look as um, solid without him. Um, and and also the new the new props they brought in are going to have to have a game off. So that might, if they're only getting this far, you know, with their full strength out, uh, the rest of the autumn with uh, internationals missing could be there could be some painful matches coming up. Yeah, I the think a good point as well. And you've got the back row out pack, as well, haven't you? The whole of the back row and both the second rows 
um, yeah. are gone. And then you got Elliot D into the mix as well. And then, like you yeah. say, the, the the new props who I think have made a massive difference are going to be um, are going to be in need of a of a rest as well. So it's mm. yeah, it is it is going to be tricky. And obviously, that all starts next week against Cardiff, which we'll we'll come on to at the end of the show. Um, let's move on to to Saturday afternoon. Um, I thought this game Ospre- Ospreys uh, against Benetton it was one of the strangest games I've I've seen for a long time but it ended up being another absolute cracker actually um, I mean the Ospreys for the first 20 minutes were just giving away penalty after penalty after penalty and then for a 20 minute period suddenly turned into like the 77 Barbarians or something it was uh, it, it was an incredible game and, and to go down to the wire we said they needed to re- get a result and they got one um, were you impressed Murph? Um, I don't know. It wasn't, I wasn't weirdly. They've won away from home, so it's really speaking, it's the best result of the, the weekend for mm. the West regions. But I still thought, as a unit, the first half the Newport put the uh, Dragons put together was more impressive than anything um, the Ospreys did over in uh, Italy. So um, it's just, you're right. It was a strange game because I think if the Ospreys were settled and confident when when they went twenty points to three up I think they were at one stage or they were a good 15 points plus in front I think that could have gone on to be 30 plus points win mm. but the only thing it did was really wake up um, Benetton mm. and uh, they were smashing into him for a while and the Ospreys had to defend really well to in the end to um, to win the game but um, I mean aside that aside I enjoyed seeing Reese Webb at his best Mm. Scoring that try and putting other people away on a regular, well, not regular basis, but a few times, um, and I still, I, <laughs> I still think Alamin Jones is not fully fit. Mm. It's just, it just seems to be. I don't know. I don't know what it is. He just seems to be whole, putting his hands on his knees a lot. If you, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I mean, again, it was. I don't think it was anything in there that was massively uh, alarming, but. Oh, no, no, I agree. No. It's just very strange that you don't see him play in either a black or a red jersey, and he's nine, ten out of ten. Um, mm. But yeah, it was a it was a slightly odd one um, in that regard. Like I say, I, you know, I would be very surprised if this is the the candle flickering. I'd be more I'd be more inclined to think that actually it's taken a bit of time to get the engine running um, off the back yeah. of a, off the back of a big season, and hopefully it's going to come at the right time ahead of the ahead of the autumn games. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think there's anything more than that to it. Um, before before Dan has a as a go, a special mention to um, Alice Cuthbert's try saving tackle. Yeah, it was a cracker. Turns wasn't out, it? turns out, saved the match. Yeah, what a tackle! Mm. Yeah, that was Unreal. it. Was superb, wasn't it? And mm. um, you know, obviously, a guy who's had a a fair amount of stick for you know uh, defensive positioning and. Uh, and conceding tries out wide uh, in the past, but yeah, that was that was absolutely spot on, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think the, I think the winger oh. he knocked in to touch would be a bit disappointed because mm. normally you'd want to get your legs off the floor if you know yeah. what I mean. And then yeah. if he does knock you out, you're still off the ground. But I yeah, think it was Yuani actually who had a storming yeah, game as well. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but, only Cuthbert who could have made that tackle, really, wasn't it? With his height, with his size, and. Yeah, he didn't covered really have a lot a right of ground to... as well. If you watch the replay, he covered a lot yeah. of ground. Yeah, he didn't really have a right to get there, did he? Really, but he, yeah, it was a fancy. What that was just such a yeah huge moment. That yeah, I'm I'm quite intrigued by this Ospreys fullback as well, actually. Um, Nag, 
Nagy, yeah, who I've um, I don't it's only probably only the third time or something I've seen him, but there seems to be something about him there. Whether it's whether it's kind of like raw athlete, but a bit of you know kicking ability. He looks like a proper fifteen to me, if you see what I mean. He's not a a wing, you know, a fifteen slash fourteen. He looks like an out and out fifteen, which I'm always a big fan of. Those players who have the proper out and out ball skills to to you know to be a a proper fullback. So yeah, I'm I'm quite uh, I'm quite excited by him. I think he's under the radar a little bit, isn't he? I don't. Know, I'm not even exactly sure where they've got him from. I I want to say academy, but I might be talking absolute crap there. Um, if he is, he's a great. He's a great. Um product yeah and um i think the uh, the thing the thing that we said was it was going to be a, it was going to be a tough game on paper because benetton and no mugs have started the season pretty well osprey's mm. had a you know absolute honking performance last week um and they they kind of need to get something and, and after those first 20 minutes i honestly i thought god the, the wheels are the wheels are coming off here but they did. Yeah. They did get the result. It was just weird because it was a. It was a game like it was kind of split into into four quarters. The Ospreys won two of them, and, and Benetton won two of them. Um, but yeah, ultimately they they just got the um, just got enough to um, to get over the line. Um, later on that day, uh, I think it's safe to say that Leinster won all four quarters in uh, in their <laughs> encounter against the Scarlets. Um, although they started quite brightly, Scarlets. To be fair. Um, and there's no, you know, there's never any disgrace in losing to Leinster, but it was another hammering. And oh, defensively, they look really, really poor to me. You know, I, I think even the ship, shipping fifty points to Leinster would not have been what they had in mind. And that's the one thing that just hasn't hasn't seemed to click at all all season for me. Is is that where you see the um, the problem, Dan? I've, on this one, I've actually only seen the highlights of right. this, so I'm going to. Uh... Throw a throw a pass over to Murph on this. No problem. Uh, it's got a good try first up, Scarlet, to go in front, and um, I don't think there's any issues with the backs at the Scarlets. I mean, it's weird because if you look at the side picked this week and the side picked for face Munster, it should be more than capable of doing okay in, mm. in this uh, league. I mean. It's, there's hardly any you, you look through and there's, there's hardly anyone when you think well you know you might do in some sides in, in Wales but it was strong all the way through you know even on the bench I can't remember if it was I can't remember if it was at the bench from this week or, or last week but on the bench was one Lion and two internationals to come off the bench and and yet they're playing against sides and shipping tons of points so I, I tempted to say that the squad is too good to carry on like this. And, mm. you know, I mean, I suppose in a way it can't get any worse. It can, they can't play any worse at the moment, especially defensively. But um, there are still signs of their back play. I, uh, I, I, I suppose we'll come on to him later but because of the squad reaction. But uh, Johnny McNichol played well, um, mm. which he needed to <laughs> in, light yeah. of the, in light of what's happened this week. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean... Leinster, obviously, the resources, you know, the, the the size of their squad and everything else. But what, what does bother me sometimes, because this goes on, it goes on for season after season, is I know they got the the more ability within their squad, but they're just better drilled than mm. every Welsh region by about five times. And 
lack of depth and lack of ability doesn't mean you can't be drilled and drilled and drilled so everything moves slickly like first half at, at times the dragons it was very slick it, it, they, they were coming off line outs or scrums and and then phases coming round with each back row forward just smashing every every player was bollocking onto the ball and, and that is what Leinster is like for 18 minutes all the time and there's no reason even though you haven't got your players aren't actually as high quality or high caliber there's no reason no reason why you can't be as drilled i mean obviously if you you're going to get beaten on the game line if you, if you, you know if you, if you if you haven't got the a team full of British Lions like the Leinster side have, but it does, there's no excuse. Quite a few of the games um, uh, for the regions this weekend, the, the, there'd be a phase play, and then everyone would be looking around because they don't know what they're going to do next. Yeah, they'd be you know whether scrum out looking left and then looking right and then deciding where it's going to go. I, I can't. I, might happen two, twice, two, two, three times a season for Leinster, where they're not sure exactly what they're doing at all times, like a machine. And being drilled, I think, is not an ability thing. It's a, it's a coaching thing. To be slick and drilled is just from being familiar with the people around you. It's got nothing to do with how good the opposition are or how good you are. Yeah, I, do you know what? I think the... Yes, it is a great point. I also think that the, the scoreline could have been even worse because I think Gareth Davis is very lucky to escape at the very least, a yellow for that head-on-head collision. Mm. Um, especially over there. Especially over there. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, you know, you could argue that there were mitigating circumstances because he ducked. But if he hadn't have ducked, he'd have still caught him around the chin, I think. And, um, yeah, it was just it was just reckless. And he'd already knocked the ball on as well. I know he's committed, mm. but... I he, thought he was good, though, actually. He, yeah, he I generally like he was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. I, I thought he had a, a much sharper game, but it, it, it's just one of those things that really could have you know could have made matters a lot he worse did, and picked up a ban. He, he didn't look like a player. He didn't look like a scrum half on the side that's getting fifty per on him. Put it that way. Yeah, he didn't look like that at all. He, I thought he was uh, easily as good as his opposite number, and 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 it looks up for the autumn, if you know what I mean. Strangely, there were a couple of positives in the backs, and I thought Johnny Williams was the was probably the the biggest of those. You know, I think constantly making gain um making yards over the gain line and to be doing that against that Leinster side I think is really really encouraging again particularly mm. as we go into the autumn so if you if you can do it in a you know against that Leinster side while you're getting absolutely humped I think that's that's fairly encouraging but yeah in the backs there were there was some nice stuff but it it just um weren't able to string together any any proper territory and and yeah that Leinster side is is relentless so Loads and loads and loads of stuff to work on for uh, for the Scarlets because it's not been a, it's not been a good start at all. No. Um, the, the only defence you could say is it was absolutely fully loaded Leinster, which yeah, doesn't was. actually take the field very often. Mm. Uh, the um, well, not the in inside, this league, no. No, um, yeah, exactly. They play in Europe. Uh, the inside centre was the only guy that I can't whose name escapes me. And he was man of the match. No, the inside centre who would normally be first choice. Um, right. uh, the lion Henshaw. Henshaw was missing. Everyone else was there. I couldn't think of anyone yeah. else who was missing. So, um, you know, it's, it's exactly, uh, off the back of last week, it's exactly what Scarlett didn't want to face. Yeah. If they faced their seconds, it might have only been 35. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, like I say, their squad is so strong. It's hard to imagine them carrying on carrying on in this vein, but yeah. they've, got to, they've got to get on with it, you know? Yeah, and I think... They've got to get the saying, basics right, haven't they? Yeah. Set piece... Set piece collisions. The bits that I've seen from the Scarlets, they they're missing. You know, um, 
they're obviously not winning the set piece, but they're on their tackling. They're they're not like dominating tackles. They're missing they're missing missing quite a lot of first up hits, and then the momentum just is literally coming all out of the game for them. Mm-hmm. And they and they and they're chasing. They do a few nice things, but they're not doing the nuts and bolts, are they? And the thing is, as well, you do that against Leinster, and you concede seventy yards. You know, you miss one tackle, yeah. and boom, it's away because they've got some, you know, yeah, some massive great run from Conan or um, or one of the backs who's then offload into you know, to Gibson Park, running a good inside line. Before you know it, you're on your own try line, and you concede in penalties, and it's yeah, it, it is it is a mess. But I think that was always going to be a tough game. Um, but yeah, so so much to work on for them going forward. Um, Cardiff managed to get a win this week. Again, started started strongly um, before uh, giving everyone a, giving everyone a bit of a scare um, and letting the Sharks back into it. But nonetheless, uh, they they got the win. Did you see that one, Dan? I did. Yeah, I really enjoyed this game. There seemed to be a really good atmosphere, didn't there? Down at down in Cardiff, and <coughs> heard some singing. It was just so good, wasn't it? To hear to to see. A proper crowd, I suppose, mm. really, and um, yeah, Cardiff put on a, you know, put on a good performance. I think the, the you know, the pack, the pack really fronted up, didn't they? Uh, this this weekend, I thought, you know, big big performances from um, well, Turnbull. When, I, I when, thought when, Turnbull and Boyd were excellent. Oh, yeah, I mean Turnbull, how you know the durability of the guy? He is. He's making tackles, isn't he, all the way through the 80. Carries, sensible carries as well. He sets, you know, he doesn't, he rarely loses the ball. Mm. So it's, they're not always, they're not always huge yards, but he just, it's a clever little setup for the side and they go again. Yeah, Boyd was great, wasn't he? Really physical. Shane Lewis Hughes, I thought was good when he came on and, and, and looked a, you know, hard boy in the back row. Mm. Um, and I thought Thornton, you know, got through, got through a lot of work. It, it, he moves quite slowly, doesn't he? So you, you're always sort of left wanting more, I find, with uh, with him. But um, it's a good lineout option, though, isn't he? It's a, yeah, it's he got through a lot. Cardiff. And he he got through a lot of work, didn't he, around the? Mm. Yeah, around I mean, the to park, be honest, I, I, I looked at that front five against South African opposition and thought this could be this could be a tough night for for Cardiff. But to be fair, um, you know, a lot of it I thought was in the back row. But yeah, Thornton certainly put in a shift and. Generally, I thought they looked better when when they played the kicking game, and and when they did do yeah. that, Priestland played it really, really well. I thought the halfbacks were excellent, and there were some really good glimpses in there from Halaholo as well, which again is all encouraging going into going into the autumn. But he was, um, yeah, that kind of nine, ten, twelve axis seemed to really work for me. Yeah, Halaholo was made made some superb carries, didn't he? When there, there wasn't really much on, and he, he'd step in, difficult to put down. Priestland just Priestland makes Cardiff look like a different, a different side, really. I think on the Honestly, on the kicking the, front, yeah, yeah, the yardage that they, right. they get out of him extra that they weren't getting before. Yes, it's, it's so telling. You know, mm. over the course of a match, it's, he's probably a few hundred meters, uh, you know, yeah. in in territory on, on their game. So. Yeah, you know he's so he's so good. His kicking game's so great, isn't it? And and, and um, like when to when it's on, you know, or when it's not on, he 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 knows what to do. So I thought he was great, and um, yeah, it's just a really you know really good perform, really good win that for for Cardiff overall. Top yeah, uh, I think it's um, 
obviously tried for Matthew Morgan as well, which obviously I've got to mention. Enjoyed that one. Um, I was just going to yeah. say, you did a special for yourself and Yestin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, really enjoyed that, especially like slipping out of the, the, <laughs> the grips of a grizzly South African number eight as well. Yeah, oh, must have really pissed him off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that. That stuff's all uh, all to be enjoyed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think uh, I think that was that was good for them to to get that win, Cardiff. I think I think you're right. I think Priestland adds um, just adds that game management to them, and 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 mm-hmm. that that was that was kind of a big lift for them. And yeah, to get getting the result, I think was was what really mattered. Um, and they Absolutely, did it. Yeah. I, they they certainly weren't perfect, but I think. Um, that's that's something there to build on, isn't it? And and like you say, the, the atmosphere sounded good, and it was a um, yeah, good few th- a good few things in there to um, to build on. Um, it's, it's just before we finish on them, is um, Owen Lane played thirteen, mm. and I still think that's his best chance of breaking into the Welsh side or the Welsh squad because left and right wing. When everyone's available, is pretty much nailed down now. I'd say, yeah. Um, and so, and that is, like I say, there is a bit of a shortage of out pace at thirteen in the Welsh uh, ranks. So um, I don't know if I don't know if they're deliberately playing him there for, for that reason. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's the best way forward for him. It's been mooted for so long, hasn't it? That you know, he's mm. you know. He- centre might well be his best position and stuff like that but he's still not really played that many games for Cardiff at, no, at centre no, and no. that yeah it was interesting the timing with it mm. I mean I really like him I think he's a, I think he's an excellent player for Cardiff I just wonder whether he's got that out and out acceleration to play on the wing at international level as well you know what I mean like he's really physical and strong and he is quick but it's Good not finisher, great but finisher he's not, no but it's he's not, not like off the mark lightning quick is it which yeah, I think at yeah. test match level you've just got to be um, mm. And and that yeah that again just makes you think that that perhaps centre is his uh, is his best bet. So yeah, it was interesting to see. I mean, I, I would I would have said it was a solid rather than particularly eye catching performance from him there. But yeah, no, he wasn't outstanding. Times, but, yeah. but moving forward, I just can't see him displacing Josh Adams or Louis Rissamit from the Welsh. So if he wants to be, I mean, he could still he could still be in the squad. Well, he is in the squad and mm. getting games on the wing. But when it comes to out and first choice if he's going to start for Wales. I think it's only at the moment it's only going to be in the 13 slot. Yeah, I mean maybe with it's a, a good option on the bench as well, doesn't it? Potentially, you know. Yeah, if he's few, yeah, if he's both wings and 13 and a few position. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a good rugby brain on him, isn't he? So yeah, the centre seems to make Halaholo seem to enjoy playing with him. Mm. Yeah, I just quickly as well that turnover from Halaholo right at the death as well oh. was absolutely massive. It's just you know. When you see a, when you see a centre sticking sticking his head in there, it's like you you've got to, you've got to come up and win the penalty or get the ball, and and he did just that. So yeah, that was a mm. that was a big thing. I thought I thought he had a massive performance actually. Um, so yeah, good uh, good win for Cardiff, but yeah, two wins, two losses for the Welsh sides uh, this weekend. As we move on into the second half, we are going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about the Wales squad for the bulk of it. But then there's also a bit of transfer news, a bit of retirement news as well, and we'll also have a look at the fixtures uh, for next week as well so all of that is coming up in the second half of the show right time now to turn our attention to international rugby and uh, Wayne Pivak announced his squad this week uh, a few kind of eye-catching um, selections into the mix <laughs> shall we say um, 
I'll be looking forward to, to chatting to you guys about this. We'll just very quickly do a do a recap for anyone who's missed it or uh, or can't remember. Mainly us, I would say, as well, just to make sure we've got it right. Specifically uh, me. Specifically, yeah, specifically Murph. Um, uh, right, props. Wynn Jones, uh, Roger Jones, Reese Carey, uh, well, that's the loose head props. Then hookers, Ken Owens, Elliot D, Ryan Elias. Tight heads, Dylan Lewis, Wilbriff John, Thomas Francis. Uh, in the second row, Alan Wynn Jones, Adam Beard, Will Rowlands, Ben Carter, Seb Davis, Chris Chunza. Uh, which uh, was definitely one of those eye-catching call-ups. And then in the back row, Ross Moriarty, Thomas Young, Tane Basham, Ellis Jenkins, Aaron Wainwright, uh, Toby Faletau. And in the backs, scrum halves of Thomas Williams, Gareth Davis, Kieran Hardy. Uh, Outside halves of Gareth Anscombe, Reese Priestland, Dan Bigger, Callum Sheedy. Centres, Johnny Williams, John Fox, Nick Tompkins, Willis Halaholo, Ben Thomas. And then Josh Adams, Owen Lane, Lewis Rees-Samit, Johnny McNichol and Liam Williams in the back three. Whew. Right, where do you want to start, Dan? I think we've got to start with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ex- I'm expecting half an hour full-on Jed rant here. Uh, the, the, the main thing for me is like, I, 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 <laughs> I think what we've learned out of this is that Rhys Webb and Wayne Pivak have had a massive falling out. Because you can't have what I know. Like up until this weekend, it, it was easy to say that Webb hadn't been, you know, his electric best. But Hardy has been stinking for for a couple of weeks and playing in a side, you know. And, and that's not that's not you know to say he's not going to recover his form or anything like that. But like we said last week, international rugby isn't the place to be doing it. And I don't know. I just I I find that a really strange a really strange one. Um, I think I think Reese Webb should definitely be uh, definitely be in there. Um, I'm not entirely sure. But, I mean, do, do, I don't know. Let, let's get your thoughts on on that before we move on to the okay. rest of my run. Yeah, I'm 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 okay with the scrum halves. Um, I think that scrum half is a problem position for us at the moment because no one's really taken the shirt. But um, you know, Thomas, uh, a lot of talk. You know, if Thomas Williams can, if well, if. If Thomas Williams or any of the scrum halves can get an actually an actual run of games, it would be quite, it'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? But um, I I do I do think Hardy's got something something about him. You know, looking at Reese Webb on you know this weekend, he played really well, didn't he? Such a threat around the around the around the base and a clever thinking nine. I think he does definitely offer something different to the other nines. But it's it's just a problem position, isn't it? But for me, I'm okay with with Hardy being in there. Murph? But I yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, Murphy, what about you? Um, I think he's I think he's just shelved Reese Webb. It doesn't matter how badly well, he has, and yeah. Hardly. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it make any difference if it, it, I I, uh, I don't know what age he is now, but I just think he's made the decision that. It's, do you think that's it then? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I do definitely that based on this squad for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, it, that's not even the, I, that's not even the biggest surprise, um, Reese Webb. Uh, I, I, I feel I know he's not. I know he's not out and out uh, undroppable or, or performing so well. You can't ignore him. But if you're Sam Davis and Reese Priestland's mm-hmm. just been picked ahead of you at the age of thirty-five, I know Priestland's in good form, and he's you know everyone can see from the way. He helps Cardiff that he, he's useful. I just think it's 
and it, and it's and it's literally for the All Blacks game. Yeah, that's so, it. So because after that you got bigger and Sheedy back into the, the match day squad. So I don't know. I I I just I I know he he was expecting to be picked last year, wasn't he, or the year before, and they overlooked him. So he's another one that. Um, He's another one that uh, Pivac's just got no interest in at all. No, but you know, it, when you, I don't know if, what, if you feel the same way about that or if it's just me, but um, th- there's others as well, like um, uh, Rodri Jones. Like, mm. he, he's not even first choice at the Ospreys. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a little bit, <laughs> it's a bit like, um, like his, his popularity with uh, a, 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 a Pivac, it just mystifies me. I, I don't know. You know, he's solid enough, and but does he ever scream international to you when you watch him play for the Ospreys? He's just steady enough. Um, and yet, I mean, he's barely... St- uh, as far as I'm aware, Nicky Smith has started I've, every game this season I until... Rodri, yeah, until this weekend. Until this weekend, yeah. yeah after the game, after the squad had been announced. Yeah. It's like as if the Ospreys had gone, oops, oops, uh, oh, we better chuck him in. He's going to be in the Welsh squad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you couldn't argue... Uh, the second row, I don't think you, there's any any controversy in there at all. No. But, um, I don't have a problem with um, with Christians are getting a, getting a call-up as well because I think no. I'm right in saying he's not captured by his under 20 performances I, ca- I lose track Probably. of what our capture team is now because I think I think technically our capture team is an A team that hasn't played a game since 2002 um, which just seems a bit mad but you know again he's, he's barely play, he's barely played any rugby he's you, you know he's not he's not going to be the finished article at all but no. don't wasn't he supposed to play for his university on the day he got picked for Wales um, I think I read he was yeah, due to he was, run out yeah, for Exeter, Exeter. Yeah. Yeah, and, Exeter then, and, then, and then he got told he was in the Welsh squad so I imagine <laughs> that, that'll preclude him from playing any university rugby from now on maybe he won't I don't know I like to think not <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean he would look ridiculous in fairness university rugby is stronger than it's ever been stronger yeah, yeah. than it ever was in my era of playing playing the universities for my club was always a soft touch in the 90s and now, I mean, we, we Michael played a friendly against um, Swansea University, a midweek friendly, got stuffed, and um, James Hook was their coach. And we haven't got those resources. And it seems like all the universities, Cardiff Met, Cardiff Uni, Swansea Uni, and all the ones, obviously the ones around England, just, just seem to be so well-funded and just huge squads full of talent all over the place. 21-year-olds are definitely bigger than they used to be when I was 21. Well, D- so, Don Brandt was playing for uh, for Cardiff Met. Yeah. It was a Cardiff Met, wasn't yeah. it? I think he was playing Cardiff for. Met, yeah, yeah. Met. Um, and my yeah. God, that he is some player. Um, he's yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you find so it, I suppose it makes sense player. that uh, a, a, a giant like uh, Shunza is um, having a run at university level because yeah. it's, it's full of really big boys these days. Yeah. Um, Team Basham, I, I think I might have said that when he's fit and playing. I probably prefer Ollie Griffiths. I think Tane Basham has taken a big, massive dump over that opinion in the last yeah, couple of weeks. I, I mean, look, I, lo- I love Ollie Griffiths as well. Um, I really do. And, you know, Ollie Griffiths is, it would be comfortably good enough to play Test Match Rugby on a consistent level, but he's never he's, he's never been able to stay fit for long enough, which is what's, which is what's hindering him. Yeah. Him. Um, I mean, Basham, Basham is the real deal for me. I think he's he, he's quick, he's powerful, he breaks tackles. He's like Dan said, he's brilliant over the ball. I think he's he's got 
he, he just seems to be off. performing better every week at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Like from the start of the season, each game has got progressively better. So I he looks huge Griffiths... as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think he he's looks... very tall. But he's no, a, he's I mean, he's a, yeah. yeah, he's a proper power, like powerhouse, isn't he? Legs, mm. huge legs on him. You can see the see him pumping those through. Yeah. I think he's been absolutely huge these last two weeks, isn't he? I think I think uh, he start. I think he starts seven against New Zealand. I do as well. Yeah. I, I just think you're gonna. You it know, starts for me going in, going into this game without so many players. I think there's gonna have to be a degree of something to catch them. You know, to try and catch them off guard, and then you know. I think picking a player like him who's got such a degree of X factor and, and could really announce himself and seems to be pretty fearless as well. I think I think mm. I would go for it and, and chuck him in quite possibly with his Dragons teammates alongside him. Dragons back what, rope. I tell you what would be interesting is uh, who, who of this back row selection, I don't know if we can work it out, maybe you can, would not be there if uh, uh, tips... And Navidi were fit. Uh, Tom Young wouldn't for a start. You think? No. I, I thought that was a left field call, to be honest. Um, well, I, I was like going to comment on that as well, yeah. actually. But so, who else would you say? Would they still have gone with Chris Shunza? Um, so yeah, I guess. I think they got to, haven't right? they? <laughs> yeah, and also I think with with the autumn, possibly yeah. Ellis Jenkins would miss out. Yeah, but I think with the autumn as well, you can just name a bigger. Yeah. It's not like the World Cup, is it? You just name a bigger squad. So you get um, so you probably just sling Navidi. I, I would say Tom Young would miss out, and Navidi and then Tips would just would slot in there. So on that Thomas Young thing, first of all, I was wondering why they were announce they were announcing publicly why you'd sign for Cardiff next for next season when it's still mm. eleven months away. Yeah, and then you realise <laughs> three days later, it, obviously well, as we three know, three games from, into this season. Yeah, obviously we know from as we know from covering. Uh, from covering things on this podcast, that uh, these deals are done in the autumn and then they announce them in the spring. Yeah. You know, the, the negotiations with the agent is all that is done around this time of year or in the run up to Christmas. And then they announce them in the spring as if it's a new thing. And it, it, within rugby, everyone knows months in advance. And so they've done this one early because he's about to be included in the um, Welsh squad. And also, it, it, it's, just, it's just so weird how he follows his dad around professionally. Mm. It, it, I, I don't think of it. I can't. Well, maybe maybe it happens in business a lot. I don't know. But it, 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 where would he like? Uh, if it, if he hadn't been signed, I think he got picked up by Wasps. Having been off, was he offloaded by Newport? Was it Newport? I don't remember him being at Newport. Was it the Dragons one? Because it wasn't no. he offloaded by the Blues Academy. No, I I just thought he went straight from Blues to. Uh, oh, I might have it all wrong then. Once again, oh, you might be right. The, the anyway. tapping, the tapping you hear is me uh, is <laughs> trying to. Fact I, could, check I this. can imagine him being in the Premiership if it wasn't for his. I mean, he's he's a really good player and he deserves this, but without the opportunities provided by the fact that his dad's a really uh, high level coach, he might not even be professional. Dan. <laughs> Oh, um, I think he's a. I think he's a. Is a great. He's a great player, isn't he? He's, um, he's, he's miles better than he was even four seasons ago when he was first. When he was first mm. being raved about, he's improved since then. I think. Yeah, he's. he's yeah, he's probably. He's. It looks as if he's come on a huge amount, isn't it? Since he's been over. You know, over the 
over the bridge, but that you know that happens to 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 quite a lot of players, doesn't it? Where they they're sort of struggling for a struggling for a place mm. here, and then and then they go over the bridge, and then I don't know, they just I don't. They it helps when be... you're playing in better teams, though, doesn't it? Let's be honest. You know, it's happened. Yeah. A lot. I think you see yeah. player, you know, you see players playing in England generally. They'll be playing in a better team than if they're playing for one of ours. But it's happened to a lot, like huge numbers, isn't it? Of, of our of our players have have gone over. Um, but I just think it's it's slightly peculiar. From the, the more peculiar thing for me is that Cardiff need more back row cover. <laughs> yeah, um, Cardiff exactly. Need, yeah, you know, I mean, it's. Um, you know, can they can they move any of the the back rowers into the into the front row and, and mm. you know, in second row? It's that's that's the perplex slightly perplexing thing for me. But yeah, it's like a you know, it's like a open sides right. like graveyard because yeah. there's so much. Even people like Ollie Robinson, really yeah. high quality, yeah. Yeah. and he's yeah. probably fourth choice, fifth choice, if Thomas. You know, when Thomas Young is there. Um, so yeah, just I just think it's an odd situation the uh, uh good i'm just working my way through the squad the other one i think is a shade lucky based on his welsh form nick Tom- nick tompkins what the hell is that about yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I haven't I, I haven't seen him play I'm just because he's left the dragons the no it's not <laughs> that at all like, it's just it's like the wheels the wheel i know this is going to sound like massive pro one-eyed dragon stuff tonight because i'm like oh yeah start all the back rowers we haven't even got on yeah. to jonah holmes yet which um oh. I'm working, get big... it. I'm, I'm working my way down, down get, the team, so don't worry. Get I'm yourself another espresso, Murph, because um, we get a beer <laughs> a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I have hands hands up. I haven't seen him play for Saracens this season, but I mean, he's not been playing well for Wales at all. He would fall into that bracket of Pivac favourite, you know, right now. He's one of those players. Him, Johnny Williams, um, you know, which you know, I think Johnny Williams is a, is, the, is absolutely the right call to be in the squad. Um, Ryan Elias is obviously a favourite of his. Rodri Jones is a favourite of his. He's, you know, mm. having only been in charge for a, you know for a, um, a couple of seasons, you, we know already who those players that he really really likes and, and really doesn't seem to rate are. Um, and Tompkins definitely falls into that bracket. Um, I mean, the, the guy has talent, and like I've said before, his Wales debut I think is the best debut I've ever seen from any Wales player in my lifetime. I can't think of any other one where I was just like, oh my god, this is you know it was. It was incredible he looks electric um mm. and he's got the talent but it's it's stringing it together on a regular basis and sometimes it just looks like he's you know he's not sure what he's going to do with his feet next at international <laughs> level yeah he doesn't look, uh, to me he doesn't look like capable of playing in a structured uh, a, a, a swift backline mm. in terms of handling do you know what i mean slick handling backline doesn't look like that sort of player at all the only thing i would say in his defense is being back at saracens has probably done the world of mm. good for his confidence and his game generally so that might help him but um the next one who <laughs> this is just like the murphy complaining show <laughs> the next one who's had like seems like he's had 15 minutes all season and I, I, i'm a fan but he seems like he's had 15 minutes all season ben thomas yeah one start maybe maybe yeah. i'm not sure uh yeah i think he might have started last week so that one seems not not the way you know crowded for centers in this country at the moment and then obviously uh, this is just me reaching the bottom of the pile now and queuing you up for uh johnny mcnichol versus um <laughs> uh 
I've forgotten the name of the player I'm thinking of from the Dragons. Jonah. Jonah, Jonah Holmes, Holmes, yeah. Johnny McNichol versus Jonah Holmes. Um, I mean, the, the other strange one on there is that are we, are we expecting Liam Williams to be fit? It must be. I mean, it must be. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not played a minute so far, has he? Um, no. Very odd. I don't know. Maybe he's going to be fit for the Benetton game this weekend. But um, again, you're asking a lot. You're asking a lot of a player to get up to, to speed to play against uh, to play against New Zealand. You know, then I mean, so realistically, you might have only three players out of that back three fit to play against um, uh, against New Zealand. Lewis Rizamit mm. won't be able to do it. Mm. Liam Williams might not be fit, um, and so then you've got McNichol at fullback, which uh, you know he's not an international quality fullback at all. Um, and then Lane and, Lane and Adams. Yeah. Anscombe possibility at, at fullback? Not, not, not if there's no other 10. 10s available. Has to start 10. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, unless, unless, he's, unless he selects Priestland at 10 and Anscombe at 15. But, I mean, I see surely that. we're past this Anscombe is a 15 stuff now. Like, he's, he's, got, he's got to be playing 10, I think. But with that squad, I, I, I honestly think Priestland... I think Priestland has a very, very good chance of starting 10. I really do. Um, well, really he, do. even if he doesn't start it, he's going to. Like, I can't see Anscombe playing a full eighty against New Zealand, even if no. he starts at ten. So he's going, to, he's going to get Anscombe. minutes in that game. But I, whatever happens, I'm worried about Anscombe being being involved. So I really am. I just what, think from a this, fitness uh, perspective. I mean, yeah, I'm worried think... about the whole fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. The, the, the longer this is going on, yeah, I'm just starting to panic. But. Um, no, I, yeah, just from a, yeah, from a fitness, from a sort of, you know, from a mental side as well. You need to go through a number of games, and it's only been four games, and he's coming into this. I, 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 I just, I just don't think it's the right call. But well, I don't think it is either. But it's literally him, or you know, uh, you're Sam asking Costello. To, you're asking you know. him to get through one game, though, aren't you? You know, that's it. It'll be about getting through the New Zealand game unscathed, and then realistically, biggest back in the shirt, unless he, you know, unless Anscombe. Uh, spearheads a, a victory over New Zealand, and then all bets are off. But um, yeah, it's, but it's one it's one game to get through. But if he gets injured, it's you know that's that's the end could, of the career. He could get really injured is. against Treviso. He could get injured against Zebra. You know, he any, could. But more games under the belt. I, he, he I, started. He started what the first three games this season didn't um, didn't this weekend. But I, I'm I'm I don't think they'd put him there if he wasn't. Um, you know, I don't think he put himself in that position if he wasn't if he wasn't fit. He wouldn't be playing for the Ospreys if he was if there was any chance that he wasn't fully up to scratch. Um, yeah. You know, it's, well, look, it's it, a nasty injury, and it could re- you know you could get a reoccurrence. Of course, you could, but I think yeah. having spent two years on the sidelines, I think all the all the medical staff are fully happy that he's ready to ready to go again. Well, if everyone was available, you know, if this wasn't outside the international window. It would be bigger with Anscombe on the bench. There would be no the other two wouldn't have a sniff, even based on even on on the back of the fact that he's only had three games back and he's been a long time out. He is still better than Sheedy and he's still better than Priestland. So well, he, he is, but again, I, I think Sheedy might well fall into that bracket of, of a pivot favourite as well at the moment. Um, at the moment, know. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for yeah, for me, if everyone was available for selection, bigger starts and Anscombe off the bench, mm. I think that that would be you know. Who would um, on on the just just going back to the Ben Thomas, who 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 do you think is unlucky, you know, not to get? Well, that was kind of a... kind of what I was getting at when I said it's not as if we're 
buried in, in, in yeah. top quality centres. No, but you've got four centres in the squad already, plus Lane who could play centre. You know, whereas mm. in the back three you've got five players, one yeah. of whom is injured and one of whom can't play the New Zealand game. So I don't get the Jonah Holmes admission there at, at all. Um, it's um, really surprising, isn't it? You know, that. he's yeah. That when we when we've seen him play really well, he's you know he, he's strong. He's runs good lines. He's an excellent finisher. He's quicker than I gave him credit for. I, I just I just don't get it. Oh, the, and he put, yeah. the one name that that this is uh, possibly unlucky if, in if say Ben Thomas or Tompkins are picked is Owen Watkin. Um, yeah, he doesn't rate him, does he? He definitely no, he doesn't, rate him. doesn't like him. But uh, would you personally? I would uh, uh, again, especially against the All Blacks. I would want Owen Watkin instead of Tompkins and Ben Thomas. If if, if we're I, coming off the bench, ditto. because the first choice is totally rather agree. him than both of those two. Even yeah, though I'm a huge he... huge Ben Thomas fan, yeah, I am. Um, but he's you know he's um you know he's very much a work in progress, right? You know, and I think it's... he's a very small bloke. I've seen yeah. him in the flesh. He's not a big guy. The other no. thing is with Watkin, he's he's actually got a lot of experience. That he, he seems to be a bit like Marmite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he seems to be a bit like Marmite. Some people really don't rate him, and mm. and and a lot of others do. But he, he carries really hard, doesn't he? And he's direct. His defense is his, de- his defense is good. I I think that's uh, that's the wrong call not to have him in the squad. In I, this I, particular yeah, squad. I, I agree. I think he's got experience, and I said he's not the kind of player I'd be tossing to one side right now at the, this oh. stage in his career when he's what twenty five. And you know, like like we've said before, right? Those um, those strips that he that he does, where he just he strips the ball so well. You, you know, you get two of those in again. If you had a, an open side flanker who picks you up two turnovers or two turnover penalties, you're giving him a massive pat on the back. He can very easily do that in international rugby and, and turn the ball over for you by by stripping it. I think I think it's a massive asset. And I, I don't know. I mean, I've not seen. I've not seen from Tompkins any level of consistency that says that that he should be ousting him and 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 ditto. I think Ben Thomas is just uh, you know is like we say he's not really played much rugby this season and he's got a lot you know he's got a, a lot a lot to develop. Although again, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. I'd probably go so I, I'd probably go so far as to say not necessarily with uh, Ben Thomas, but with Nick Tompkins, I possibly prefer Nyowin. In fact, I definitely prefer Nyowin. Yep. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, for now, and, yeah. Um, there's a huge following for Kieran Williams as well. Mm. Um, and at least they both play in this country. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing I didn't... I, I, I've i obviously lost track of why he is eligible. He signed a long, long-term contract with the with Salisons just before right. he was picked in the first Welsh squad, which is obviously one of those things where they've had a word with his agent first, a little bit like Thomas Young mm. in the background. and said, by the way, we're about to pick him. Can you announce it? <laughs> Can you announce a long deal or... In Thomas Young's case, can you announce that he's about to sign for the Welsh club so we can pick him next week? So um, it's funny how these things work, isn't it, behind the scenes? Yeah, it is. And the the other thing with those, um, you know, like with Thomas Young, where they're announcing that they're that they're kind of coming back, it was still meant to be kind of extenuating circumstances, wasn't it? And um, I think that that you know they there was an opportunity for Priestland. What were we talking? Six Nations, was it? Um, because he'd yeah. already announced he was coming back to Cardiff, but mm. they. Uh, the either the WRU or or Pivac didn't have it. I think it might have been the WRU weren't having it in that in that scenario. But mm. you know, I'm not entirely sure I can see Thomas Young getting getting much game time this um, this autumn. So for that um, to be an ex- extenuating circumstance, I don't know. And you know, unless there's injuries, I don't. You know, I mean, he's a seven, isn't he? Really, and I think he's probably the third choice seven out of the 
Yeah, but he, these days he he's, he seems having watched wasps a fair amount. He seems to be just as effective at six because hmm. he's just got so strong over the kind of season after season of uh, training. Um, yeah, I think we'll I, see him at six if we're going to play. Yeah, if we're going to play any any wide games against anyone, I don't know. I don't know yeah. who we're going to do that against. He's actually in the absence of um, uh, tips. He's actually our best continuity. Player picked in terms of linking up with with yeah. the backs out wide and and creating things in, in say the style of a Martin Williams type thing. Yeah, and he, he knows is the his one way there. to the try line as well, doesn't he? Yeah, because I mean, Tane's not a, a link up guy. He's a, no. he's a, just a, a machine, like you know, he's just yeah. relentlessly coming at you with good feet and all that. And Ellis Jenkins he... is like a breakdown operator. So, Murph, can he play fifteen? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. Then I feel better. Yeah, yeah honestly, I, I, genuinely though, uh, it, um, it, if we're going to play expansive, which I don't know what we're going to play, he's the, he's the best open side for that game in the Welsh squad. So there. There you go. Big shout. Big shout. Um, yeah. Right, Dan. Just quickly then to uh, to wrap up. We always rely on you to give us um, either a bit of balance or uh, or a bit of optimism. Uh, who are you most excited about seeing from that squad? Oh, well, I'm mostly excited. Tame Basham, I'm really excited about seeing. I just, I know I've, I think there's been a lot of talk about him over the years, isn't there? And, and he's been in and around squads from a very, very young age. But the last two games, I've seen a totally different, uh, like a, a different side to him. And he's playing with like such an intensity that it seems like sides can't can't keep up with 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 him like mm. in everything he does i must admit though you know people that are closer to close to the ground with him may say well no he's always been like that i don't i don't know but that's that's certainly my take on it so i can't wait to see him be unleashed against the against these big sides now i think we're in for you know in for you know it, everything the stage is set for him now isn't it to really go on and just have an absolute blinder so really excited to you know, to see how he <clears throat> see how he goes, really. I think Aaron Wainwright. I think this is a big, a, uh, you know, a big autumn for him. Mm. You know, he could he could do something. Um, we need to see something more from him, didn't we? we he, you know, good bit of promise at eight, and then he, I think it's fair to say he dropped off a little. Probably found it a little bit tough then for a period of time, and and now seems to be coming back into it again. Um, Carter as well. Looking forward to seeing him. I thought he got through a load of work on the weekend. And he's a young guy against those big, big South Africans, and he tended to ride things fairly well. You don't see anything spectacular from him. He's not that type of guy. He just it's, it's nuts and bolts, work rate, and just goes and goes and goes, and he's really durable. So looking forward to you to seeing him. Jonah home. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, mate, I'm, you've picked you picked enough dragons <laughs> to keep your eye on, mate. It's like, it's like you found my notes for the uh, for the week. Um, let's let's finish by just having a look at the uh, the fixtures for next week. Um, I wanted to go, hang on. I wanted on. to see who, who I'm excited about. Oh, sorry, Murph. Go on. It's okay. I, 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 I'll live. Uh, uh, well, leaving the obvious the, the obvious ones aside, I suppose everyone will be pleased to see back is uh, Ellis Jenkins and Gareth Anscombe both. Over two years, mm. well over two years, I think in some cases, since they've been involved. Case, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, likewise, Ben Carter. Also, Chris Shunza, obviously. Uh, I, I don't think either of them are going to play against the big nations. But they'll either make the bench or the Fiji game. Like. Uh, but it's, they'll, I obviously hope they both get capped and everything. Uh, and then uh, my usuals, they're mainly forwards. Uh, Reese Carey. Yeah. Uh, Ellis Jenkins is a nervy one because he's he looks like he's bust his ribs yesterday. Yeah, they they said yeah said precautionary, didn't they? That, um, yeah. And yeah, we'll we'll see. I think the news today was better than anticipated, so hopefully he's going to feature. Yeah, and also um, just purely because he had his first cap snatched away by the pandemic, Will Griff John. Mm. I don't know how close he'll be to, you know, the big games, but. Uh, I mean, he plays for the Scarlets, so he might end up captain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just mainly forwards. I'm excited for as usual. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could see, I could see Will Griff John on the uh, on the bench against New Zealand, actually. Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you're facing a heavy scrummage inside, I was our yeah. three tight heads is Will Griff, uh, uh, Thomas Francis, and Dylan Lewis. Yeah, Dylan Lewis is good off a bench, but yeah, he is, it depends. Yeah. Depends who happens to be playing loose head for uh, South Africa at the time. You know what I mean? You don't expose him to catch off or anything. So it might end up uh, with um, with Will Griff, Will Griff getting the game there. So we'll see. Yeah. Although I, th- I thought he, the way he got stretched off earlier in the season, I thought we weren't going to see him again this year. Yeah. yeah, didn't we decide that wasn't him? Or did we? Oh. I thought we did. Yeah, I thought it was um, it was someone else got into that first Scarlet's game. Oh, that's okay. That explains a lot. Think, yeah. But I haven't yeah. really seen him on the pitch since. It's been Samson a lot since. Yeah. So I wonder. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. He's, he's obviously fit, obviously fit yeah. enough to be in the squad. Probably um, a little bit fitter than Liam Williams. Yeah, probably. You'd, you'd hope so. Hmm. Um, but anyway, there we go. Yeah, it sounds like I've got a massive downer on it. I just thought it was, it was odd, odd selection. Um, but you know, it, it's all about how it gels, isn't it? You know, obviously, he's going in a. A different direction to, to what Gatland had done, and um, it's yeah, about if it, the 23 if it gels like it did in the gels. summer, we're going to get absolutely battered. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, those, those summer they, again, in the interest of, of balance and whatnot, those those summer tours are you know they're they're in Lions years, they're they're different different beasts, aren't they? You know, when you've got when you've got your entire first fifteen. Uh, not around. It's a it's a it's a different thing, you know. Obviously, we we lost to Japan in 2013, didn't we? And um, they're they're, they're always odd things, but I don't know. Yeah. For me, it's it this this is it now. This is the real acid test for for what Pivac Pivac's able to do. I think it was like I said before, it was a weird Six Nations. So even to win it was amazing, but it almost comes with a bit of a caveat. So yeah, we'll see what we'll see what the autumn holds in store. Yeah. Quickly then, ahead uh, to next weekend's fixtures. Uh, <laughs> The joys of um, of all the internationals going and then having to watch the the UFC. I've actually I'd actually enjoyed this, this start to the season. I thought I'd been much more competitive across the board. Um, you know, a bad performance is a bad performance, but there been a, there seem to have been a lot less one sided games with a, with a few noticeable exceptions. Um, well, Scarlet's aside, they've all been mm, competitive. Yeah. So you know, no hiding's dished out to anyone except them. So. Yeah, and possibly the Ospreys the week before. But again, the scoreline wasn't that high. It was just a, an awful performance. But mm, anyway, yeah. uh, the Scarlets, while we, while we talk about them, they've got Benetton on uh, on the Friday night. Uh, Dan, they're going to they're gonna turn things around and get the win there at home? Have to. So Scarlets win. Yeah, it's an absolute must win, isn't it? 
Smith. Yeah, and like you say, the good news is it's an absolute must win, and all the all the squad players are gone. Hmm. Which I don't know what that leaves them within the centre. I mean, it's the first the first three centres will be unavailable: Scott Williams, John Davis, and Johnny Williams, all unavailable for the Scarlets. So uh, that would leave you with the the Aussie guy, Steph, Steph Hughes. Yeah, Ask Askwith's gone now, isn't he? Oh, is he? Oh, right. So. Okay, I think he left in the summer. Yeah, what right. a great player as well. He was. Yeah, he was a good yeah. player. So God knows. I mean, that's that's really hard. I mean, it could, it, it's that the timing of that uh, sort of going into a must-win game with all the internationals being, being taken away is almost as bad as getting stuff by Munster and then having to play Leinster away the following week. Presumably, Italy are without their internationals as well. Uh, sorry, Ben Sonner without their Italian internationals as well, are they? Well, are they playing outside the international window though? Good, good point. So they, uh, they, they probably one still assumes got, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only we would do those anything so stupid as that. Um, I mean, in fairness, they have said it's worth four million pounds to the union. So, it, uh, and in light oh, no, of the they, last couple of years, it might make no, sense. But um, you've you've got to you've got to play the you've got to play the game. It's just so bloody annoying that it's outside the international window, isn't it? You know, yeah. if you could, if you can play New Zealand a week later, then surprisingly, New Zealand has said yes to a game outside the international window. So when we play, well, in fairness, it normally be at the end we play outside of the window yeah. at the end of the autumn and then it'll normally be South Africa on December the 5th or something like yeah. that um, we don't normally get New Zealand outside the window so um, no they we must don't be... normally play a game in October do we it's normally, no, exactly. normally November or December yeah. they, they must be glad of the money as well over there <laughs> yeah well it comes with a big fat check you know New Zealand don't get off their ass for, uh, no. for less than a than a big um, than a big sum right. of money yeah um, Right then, yeah, I think I think Scarlets will get back. I think I I think that could be tries galore that game actually, and based on the Scarlets' defence, but also their attack, I think we could be in for um I think we could be in for a thriller. Both their scrum halves are gone as well. I mean, it's it's, it's it really gouged out their side that if if everyone's unavailable next week, and their front row. <laughs> That's a bloody good point, isn't it? Yeah, the second rows will be the same because they. So be day. Dane Blacker. Hardy, 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 yeah. Okay, well, I was trying to be dramatic. Ah, I tell you who's good this weekend. <laughs> Sorry. And this is it. And I think he's going to have a blinder and he's probably going to play in the centre. Uh, was Johan Nicholas at 15? I thought he had, I thought he played very well, actually. And um, yeah. yeah. I thought he was robbed on that one try where they, the crossfield kick and the uh, camera, which Leinster player was, yeah. just slapped it out of his hand. I thought that was a, a yeah, knock was on a all day. Clear knock on, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so there you go. I'm going for a, I'm going for I'm going for Scarlet's win there. Uh, right, Cardiff versus the Dragons. As we said earlier, Dragons shorn of uh, virtually their entire pack, and it's at Cardiff. Uh, I can only see a home win there. Yeah, especially the the way the Dragons back row have been going. I know that none of them are there. Back row worries me less, I suppose, because I think you've still got Harry Keddy and Ollie Griffiths to come into the mix. Um, so, I mean, admittedly, the the players who've gone are, are absolute quality, but you, there is there is and always has been kind of depth in the back row. Mm. I think it's yeah when you then when you then counter in the the changes that are going to have to be made in the front five as well because you're shorn of both your locks. Yeah, yeah. I, I if if previous derbies tended to go by, it'll be about uh, nine six. Yeah, <laughs> T- tipping it down. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dan. 
Um, looking forward to that game, but I, I, I'm going to say Cardiff will will edge that. But if if the Dragons can do a can hold them up front, I think the backs the backs could cause them could cause them a bit of a, a bit a bit of an issue with uh, and with Sam's Sam's kicking game as well. Because don't forget. Yeah, the Blues will be uh, will be hit at ten as well, won't they? So I, try, I can't lot... even work out who's going to play ten. It'll have to be Jason Tovey, won't it? Is, is he still there? Yes, he's still is there. He? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's because he signed another ten years. Sternum injury. <laughs> uh, ben <laughs> Thomas is also in the squad, and then yeah. Reason, so there's no one. And if anything happens to Jason Tovey in the first few minutes, it's going to be some academy boy coming on. I'd imagine. Yeah, uh, I'd probably. I think a lot of it will depend on on. You know Sam Davis is 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 kicking game, and then yeah, if they can, if they can take some some heavy runners down down the tens channel, mm. that's where it could level out a bit. You know, because Cardiff will have the will have the stronger pack, won't they? You'd expect. So yeah, really really fascinating one that one actually. Mm. I think for me. And then straight after is the Ospreys Munster at the Liberty. Um... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hard to know. Hard to know what to make of that. I mean, I'm, so get again. If we're saying that I, if the Irish players will be available, then I think the Ospreys will be too hard hit by all the internationals being out, and it'll be an away win then. Yeah, I. I that could be ugly actually if uh, yeah. if it's, if it goes that way, because um, then they've gone off the boil since their first couple of matches, and then if you take Alan Wynn out, and if you take well, Reese Webber, still be there at least. But uh, if you take Anscombe out, and then it gets a bit. No Thomas Francis against mm. the Munster pack could be. Yeah, so you'll have what Boater will come into the front row, you'd imagine, mm. and then. Yeah, Rodri's yeah. not there either, is he? So you have Nicky Smith. Nicky Smith's there. They'd be fine. There. Yeah, Nicky Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Pivac's done him a massive favour. They're going to go um, very well. <laughs> yeah, but it could. You know, I can't see him. I can't see him beating Munster if Munster have got everything. They, everyone they want to pick. Put it that way. Well, there, you have, there you have it. Um, I thought our predictions were quite good this weekend. I, like I say, I instantly forget them whenever we've done them, but I had a, I had a strange feeling. I said, narrow dragons loss. Oh, I don't know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> if you do I think care, you should put a couple of quid on them. We'd remember them then. Yeah, you're right, actually. Problem yeah. is, is that when you want to put a couple of quid on them a week in advance, you've got no idea what the bloody teams are going to look like. Yeah. Um, oh, no, you've got you to know wait know till I mean? Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you yeah, are. let's try and remember yeah, got for next week. <laughs> right, yeah, maybe we'll have a look at that. We'll get a little, we'll get a little, uh, a little um, accumulator on the go. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, that pretty much brings us to a nice conclusion for this week. Uh, thank you as always to Dan and to Murph. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, thank you as well to a couple of reviews that we had in uh, that coincided with our fifth birthday. So thank you to Long Dog and to Keith Greening. Uh, that's much appreciated. If you want to leave us a review, uh, then you can do so on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. That's massively uh, appreciated. And we'll be back to talk rugby with you next week. Thanks for listening. We are- Sports Social Podcast Network.